Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, well, we're in Ruth chapter 1, uh, and there's a whole lot of decisions being made. Here, Naomi is making a decision. Uh, but she's not the first to make a decision in our story, but uh, let's look at it, verse number 6. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. A, a whole lot of decisions, a, a whole lot of decisions. And again, she's not the first decision that was made. Uh, Elimelech made the first decision uh, in our our passage, but understand we saw last week that we can choose our decisions, but we cannot choose our consequences. Uh, we can choose our decisions, but we cannot choose our consequences. And we saw uh, that they traded one famine for three funerals, if you remember that. Uh, one famine uh, for three funerals, but uh, the one I want you to carry with you through the sermon today is we make our decisions and then our decisions make us. We make our decisions, uh, and then our decisions make us. For instance, put down point number one, Elimelech chose by conditions. Uh, he chose by conditions. And I want to just give clarity. He's the one that chose. He's the one that decided to leave God's will, God's place, Bethlehem, Judah, to go to Moab. Look at it, verse number one. Uh, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that was that anarchy. Every man did that which is right in his own eyes. That there was a famine in the land and a certain man decided to do the same. To do that which is right in his own eyes. Uh, a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country uh, of Moab. The conditions were lean and Elimelech left. Uh, the pay was light and Elimelech left. Uh, the place was a mess, and Elimelech moved, but uh, in his mind, it was just a quick stop and then go back, a quick stop and then go back, uh, kind of like going out to get groceries and then going back home, or uh, going out to fill up with gas and then going back home. You see it uh, when you see the word, they went to sojourn, to sojourn just to stay for a short time, uh, almost like a rest stop. Uh, almost like a layover, but, but instead of sojourning, he ended up staying. In fact, Elimelech never left. Uh, look at verse number two, the last phrase. Uh, he chose by conditions, kind of testing the wind. Uh, what's the pay like? What are the conditions like? And what, what's the situation like? And, uh, and, and almost that, that um, uh, uh, always testing the waters, look at it. Uh, they went to sojourn, last phrase, uh, verse 2, they came into the country of Moab and continued, and continued uh, there. Uh, remember we talked last week about how sin will take you further than you want to go, Moab. Uh, sin will cost you far more than you want to pay. Uh, one famine for three funerals, uh, funeral of uh, dad, funeral of uh, the two brothers, uh, and sin will leave you longer than you want to stay. They didn't just go get gas. They didn't just go pick up groceries. They went and stayed. Look at the end of verse number four. Uh, and they dwelt there about how many years? About 10 years. Uh, about 10 years. 
Uh, they left God's will going to Moab, only wanting to stay uh, a few days. Elimelech made that decision based on condition, and he never went back. Uh, Bethlehem, the place of God. Uh, Bethlehem, full surrender, Canaan land. Uh, Bethlehem, the house of bread, uh, the birthplace of David, the birthplace of Christ. Uh, and they left there because of, uh, a famine was coming, a famine was coming. Uh, and they moved to Moab, enemies of God. They moved to Moab going backwards on the other side of Jordan, a place where the heathen, those that were not believers, lived. Elimelech chose by conditions. And of course, we're to walk by faith, not by sight. Not Elimelech. Elimelech lifted up his eyes under the well-watered plains of Moab. Isn't that what Lot did? Uh, he lifted up his eyes under the well-watered plains of Sodom, uh, and he went and pitched his tent to where it's at. Uh, and all too many times, a, a decision that we mean to just be a layover, just a, a quick stopover, ends up being our permanent destination. Uh, and by the way, we talked about it last week. They didn't uh, try every option they could until they had no other options. And then they finally left. Verse 21, they went out full. They went out full. It was just a, a, some noise of a famine, just a, 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 some rumors of a downturn. And, and at the first sign of a famine, they fled, uh, and he never came back. Uh, they didn't leave when the money ran out. They left full. They didn't leave when they couldn't find any other job. They left full. They, they couldn't leave when they had no other choice. They went out full. Uh, and at the first sign of hardship, they ran, they left, they, they, they quit, they went out by the way, Elimelech wouldn't have been one of those that when God provided manna one day at a time, uh, he wouldn't have been one of those that said, okay, I have the manna for today. Uh, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Hey, God promised to take care of tomorrow. Uh, Elimelech would have been one of those that hoarded the manna uh, and tried to stockpile the manna. Uh, and of course, we know that, that those that gathered more had that manna spoiled. Because God promised to take care of us, Lord, give us this day uh, our daily bread. Give us this day. Uh, and if he's given us this day, then we should walk by faith, trusting him that he'll give us the next day. And he'll give us the next day. Uh, well, a lot of times God makes us wait on him. Uh, God makes us wait because he wants, us, wants to teach us to, to wait on him. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And the more you read Ruth, the more you're going to see Elimelech, Elimelech, chose by conditions, boy, that heart of unbelief faltered uh, and he fled. Put down number two. Number two. Uh, and so just for clarity, it was the husband's fault. My wife wanted me. Anyway. Uh, and so number one, uh, Elimelech chose by conditions. He died. Put down number two. Naomi chose by convenience. And she delayed. Hey, he chose by conditions. He died. Uh, and Naomi chose by convenience. And she delayed. Elimelech uh, uh, is the one that, that, that left. Naomi is the one that, that stayed. And you say, well, pastor, how do you know that? Because in verse number four, uh, they stayed there. They dwelt there about 10 years. Uh, about 10 years. And if you follow the timeline... Elimelech died, and then the sons married Orpah uh, and Ruth. Uh, and then the two sons died. 
Uh, and so I get that this didn't happen in a month's time, a couple of months' time. Hey, he died, uh, and Naomi, instead of going back to where God's will, God's place was, she stayed in that Moabite, that heathen kind uh, of an area. They dwelt there for about 10 years out of God's will, uh, in a wasteland, in hardship, heartache, for 10 long years. I think the takeaway for us would be uh, understanding it's so easy to leave God's will so quickly, so quickly. Uh, they went out full at the first sign of famine. They didn't uh, wait until they tried everything they could. They went out full, but uh, he, you leave God's will so quickly, you return so reluctantly, you return so slowly. Uh, and it wasn't until then they had no other choice till till then that they had uh, no other option it wasn't until then that they even considered going back verse number six then she arose with her daughters-in-law when she heard there's right in bethlehem we don't have anything now the hardships we've uh, been a part of three funerals three deaths and uh, and so then then verse number six she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people and giving them bread. But she wasted 10 years. I get that Elimelech made that initial decision to leave, but I hope you get that Naomi made that continual decision to stay, to stay. I guess my question would be this. Why did it take her 10 years, maybe eight years, uh, maybe five years, but we do know there's an amount of time, there's a long period of time after the dad died, the husband died, Elimelech died. Uh, after that, why did it take her 10 years to go back? Put down number one. Some of this is conjecture, but I think you'll see the cycle. It's cyclical. Number one, she was enjoying. She was enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. She was enjoying the harvest of Moab. She was enjoying uh, the food, the supply that they garnered uh, from that, that terrible decision. Uh, I think the contrast would be Moses by faith. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather decisions everywhere. Uh, Elimelech choosing to leave, he died. Uh, Naomi choosing to, to, to stay, uh, and she died spiritually on the inside. Her, her spirit, her, her heart died choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Well, if you get nothing else, get this. It's easier to walk away from God, get out of God's will, and understand uh, it's only repentance is one step back, but deciding to make that one step back. I don't know how many people that have gotten out of church and trying to return to church, they don't remember the blessing and the warmth, the goosebumps and the praise, the choir specials, the, the sharpening and the encouraging. Hey, what they remember is, okay, i got to get up on Sunday morning. and uh, Okay, I, uh, I lose half of my uh, one day off, uh, one of two days off. And uh, all they remember is the negative side. Boy, it's so easy to slide out. Uh, and at times, people are so reluctant to get back uh, in. Uh, and so number one, she was enjoying. She was enjoying. Uh, it's a lot like the prodigal son. Uh, the prodigal son, when he said, Father, give me the portion of goods, 
uh, give me the portions of good. And not many days after, the younger gathered what he had, he left, uh, and he didn't come back. Uh, He didn't come back until he had no other choice. Uh, Remember what his choice was? Face down in a hog pit, uh, eating after, eating after the hogs were finished. Boy, that's where he was at. Uh, All the doors closed. No options were there. Boy, he so quickly left, and it took him so reluctantly, so slowly to get back. Uh, Why? Number one, 10 years, she was enjoying. Uh, But then, when the pleasures ran out, she stayed. Put down number two, uh, not only, why the 10 years? Because she was enjoying. Why the 10 years? Because after that, she was hiding. She was hiding. Someone that strays into sin. Someone that that goes away from God. Oh oh yes, it's the pleasures of sin that draw them out. Uh, They're pleasurable for a season, but the way of the transgressor is hard. We know that. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Uh, We know that. Uh, The end of the story is hardship. Hey, we know that. Then why do they stay? Because after they were enjoying, boy, now they're hiding. If she goes back now, everyone will know she doubted. She departed. She disobeyed. She destroyed. Well, I went out with a husband. I went out with two sons. And I'm coming back basically by myself. Or at least she thought she would. Uh, everyone would see the scars and, uh, and my, my life messed up. And, and my pleasant appearance now turned bitter. Uh, she left Naomi Pleasant. She came back Mara uh, bitter. Uh, and so it's that embarrassment, that embarrassment. Boy, it's that pride. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29 says, A man's pride shall bring him low. Uh, I would add this, a man's pride will keep him low. Boy, it's sin that draws us out. It's pride that keeps us out. Uh, People that that make bad decisions, people that that walk away from God, people that that end up uh, uh, stumbling and falling, a lot of times don't ever come back Uh, And if they do come back to God, they go back to another church because of that embarrassment factor. Uh, Now listen to it in Naomi's voice. Listen to it. Verse number 7. Not only was she enjoying, now she's hiding. Verse 7. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, when she heard there was food, when she heard there was food, and they uh, went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. Now look at Naomi. And Naomi said, hey, hold up, go back. Hold up, go back. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, go return each to her mother's house. Go back home. Go to your place. Go to Moab. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said, and so get the picture. Naomi knows she needs to go back to God. Naomi knows she's on the wrong side of Jordan. Naomi knows she's not in that land of full surrender, the the house of bread, the house of God. Uh, King David born there, uh, the king of kings uh, born there. Uh, So she finally, last option, she goes back to God, but she's trying to get them to stay. Now look what they say. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Come on, that's what I was hoping for. Now look at it. The great lengths Naomi goes to talk them out of it. To talk them out of it. Almost as if returning with these two Moabites, 
uh, would be a testimony of my disobedience. Uh, returning with these two would be a reminder that I went out full, came back empty. Uh, and so she continues to try to talk them down, 11. And Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. I've already told you, don't come back. Why will you go with me? Moab's your home. Are there yet any more sons in my womb that thou may, uh, may be your husbands, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I'm too old to have a husband. If I should uh, say I have hope, if I should uh, have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till you were... And she goes into this extrapolated long uh, uh, reason they need to say, Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sake that the hand of the Lord gone out against me and they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave, and she said, still, three times, wait, go back home, three times, go to Moab, three times, wait, it's at least telling of Naomi's reason for the decision she made. Elimelech made a wrong decision. Naomi made a right decision but she made it for the wrong reason. Uh, the same reason she left Bethlehem to go to Moab, there's a famine here, there's food there. Uh, and then when she hits that wall, wait, I, I hear there's bread there. Uh, I hear there's a harvest back in Bethlehem. Uh, and that same decision for that same wrong reason, uh, she's moving again. I, I, I kind of wonder, uh, we don't know the end of Naomi uh, totally, but I kind of wonder when the next time she hears about food, next time she makes a move, next time she has that wrong reason, the next time she makes that wrong decision. Uh, but when she's deciding to go back to God, she's not trying to win her daughters-in-law to the Lord. She's trying to talk them out of it. She tells them, and they say, no, we want to go. And then she tells them again, and then Orpah stays, and then Ruth decides to cleave. Look at 15 the third time. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back under her people and under her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. I do believe one of the reasons why she was trying to get them to go back is because it would be an embarrassment factor, the pride factor. At least uh, uh, them uh, marrying uh, someone outside of Israel. And I get that God rules in the affairs of man and he overrules even during the mistakes of man. And God does give beauty for ashes. Ruth is born out of this. Ruth is added to the lineage of Christ uh, through this, but it's God's grace that does that. And I think in Naomi's mind, uh, oh yeah, number one, uh, she's enjoying for a while, but then when she's not, she's hiding. She's hiding that embarrassment factor, that, that pride factor uh, out of God's will, 10 years, because she's enjoying. Uh, when the pleasure of sin passes, she's hiding. But even in coming back, put down number three. Uh, is everybody with me so far? We're looking at the decisions. The decisions. We make our decisions, and then our decisions make us. Elimelech, uh, based on conditions. Uh, and then Naomi, based on convenience. Uh, 10 years, because she was enjoying. 10 years, because she was hiding. But even when she comes back, put down number three, she was blaming. She was blaming. Well, I can see her blaming, number one, Elimelech. Well, he decided. I, I just went along. Bad decision. And I just went along with that decision he made. But look at how she blames God. The ultimate blaming. Thirteen. To her daughters-in-law, she said, thirteen, 
the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. It's Elimelech's fault. Well, he's no longer around. It's God's fault. Look at verse number 19. To the city of Bethlehem when they get back. We'll look at it next week. Uh, so they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were coming to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? Well, I remember when she served God. I remember when they taught a class. I remember when they were faithful to God's house. Hey, I remember when they loved the Lord. Is this Naomi? I can't even believe how far they've gone. And the toll that sin takes, is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. Hey, Naomi, are you going to take any personal responsibility at all? Or are you going to blame it on Elimelech? Uh, or are you just going to blame it on God? Uh, the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. The Almighty hath dealt very bitterly uh, with me. 21. And I went out full, and the Lord brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? I always read this with almost disbelief. I, I do think one of the missing ingredients in our society today is personal responsibility. Owning our actions or owning our inactions, that personal responsibility. Boy, we're so quick to blame uh, the, the neighborhood we grew, the family that we had, the genetic makeup that we were born with. So, so quick to, to blame the job, the boss, that, that person, that, that Christian, that, that past. So quick to blame rather than taking personal responsibility. I think the contrast between Naomi and David is striking. Uh, for David, he said, I've sinned against the Lord, 2 Samuel 12. Uh, David said to the Lord, I've sinned greatly in that I have done. Uh, I've done very foolishly, 2 Samuel 24. Uh, he said, Lord, I've sinned and I've done wickedly, 2 Samuel 24. But Naomi constantly says, it's a level act, constantly says, it's God, it's the Almighty, he did this to me, it's not my fault. Uh, in fact, David said, against thee, thee only have I sinned. Against thee, thee only have I sinned. I, I kind of wonder if that's why David is called a man after God's own heart. And, and there was a delay before Nathan the prophet said, uh, David, thou art the man, thou art the man. Uh, but understand, I don't know that Naomi ever owned uh, any of it. She, she's blaming and remaining far from God where David was confessing and correcting. Uh, David was repenting and returning. Uh, and someone may say, well, yes, pastor, that uh, she, she uh, wasn't heading the right direction, but now she is. She's returning now, but she's not returning with her family. She's returning now. She's not returning with her, with her boys. And she's still choosing the wrong way. Boy, it wasn't until she saw that there was food there, uh, and there's none here. Uh, we're not making it here. There's food there. Uh, she didn't choose by, by God's will and God's leading. She chose by convenience. Again, I think the thing to take away is they left God's will. They left God's place at the first sign of famine. First sign, quick, quick, quick to leave, easy to leave. 
they went out full. They went out full. Uh, and Elimelech uh, left God's will. First sign of famine. Naomi didn't go back to God until there was no other options. Listen. Get the picture. I, I, I'd show the map, but, but you saw it last week where uh, Bethlehem, Judah, uh, there may be a tightness coming. There may be a financial stroke. Uh, we better leave. Uh, they're going to Moab. Uh, they went out full. They went out blessed. They went out uh, on top side. They went out everything going well. Uh, but then a uh, husband died. Two sons die. Things are, are hitting hard. There's struggles. There's tightness. Naomi finally decides to go, reluctantly decides to go back, but, but it's not going back full. Well, I went out full, uh, and I'm now coming back empty. Coming back empty. I do think we make so many decisions based upon the wrong reasons. Uh, I think that's why the average pastor stays in, in church, in the same church, 3.4 years. Uh, the average church member isn't much longer than that, uh, because it's that green grass, that green grass, and tough here, tightness here, uh, uh, where uh, Elimelech chose by conditions, Naomi chose by convenience. And by the way, uh, we don't know the end of Naomi totally. We, don't, we do know the end of her sons. We do know the end of her sons. Hey, contrast that uh, with the end of Ruth's son, Obed, the father of Jesse the father of David, uh, and the great, 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 great grandfather of the Lord Jesus Christ. Naomi doubting, Naomi doubting her family hurting, Ruth by faith deciding, and her son was placed in the lineage of Christ. But now number three, quickly and we're done. Uh, Elimelech chose by conditions, he died. Uh, Naomi chose by convenience, she delayed. Uh, maybe two years, maybe five years, maybe eight years. But she delayed because she was enjoying. She delayed because she was hiding. Uh, and then after she delayed, she was still blaming. She was still blaming. Uh, no wonder the hero of our story isn't Elimelech. The hero of our story uh, isn't necessarily Naomi. The hero of our story is Ruth. Ruth. Ruth who had never seen Bethlehem. Ruth, who had never, as far as we know, worshipped God. She was brought up in a community of heathen, a community of idolaters. But Ruth chose by conviction. Put down number three. Ruth chose Christ. Ruth chose God. Uh, Naomi being pushed back and forth. Okay, uh, salary here, no salary. Food, uh, how are the conditions? Uh, what are the, uh, what's it like? What's it like? Uh, kind of uh, the, the pros, the cons. Uh, and Ruth, Ruth, who grew up here, her family was here, her, her friends lived here, uh, and Ruth, she'd never seen Bethlehem. She'd never seen that. She was born outside of the community of Israel, but by faith. But by faith, she walked all the way back. Where uh, Elimelech made the wrong choice, uh, Naomi made the right choice, but for the wrong reason, Ruth made the right choice for the right reason. Look at verse number 14. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth, say the word, clave unto her. She clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her God. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, 
or to return from following after thee, for whither thou goest I will go, where thou lodgest I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and were also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded by faith to go with her, then she left speaking uh, unto her. Steadfastly minded, almost stubborn about, by faith, deciding, resolved, conviction. Uh, here's what I'm uh, determined to do. Uh, uh, four things, write them down if you will. Uh, by faith, by faith, she decided to walk uh, in God's path. To walk in God's path. Most believe this is her confession of faith here. Confession of faith. Uh, and in her confession of faith, she said, I'm going to follow God's path. Look at it. And Ruth 16 said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee, for whither thou goest I will go. I want to follow God's path. I want to follow God's path. And so by faith, she decided, I'm not just going to be like the judges. The judges, there's no king in the land. Every man did that which is right in his own eyes. I'm going to decide to do this, and I want to do that, and I've always thought about doing this, and maybe I'm going to randomly just kind of decide to do this and make this decision and that decision. Hey, not Ruth. Ruth decided, I want to follow God's path. God's path. Put down number two. By faith, steadfastly minded to dwell at God's place. To dwell at God's place. Look at verse number 16 again. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee, for whither thou goest I will go, and where thou lodgest, where thou lodgest I will lodge. By the way, uh, by faith at salvation, God doesn't just change our destination, he also changes our journey. He also changes our path. Okay, heaven, boy, got that settled. Good to go now. Uh, no, uh, God wants to be a part of every area of our life. And so steadfastly minded by faith, uh, I'm going to walk in God's path. Uh, I'm going to dwell at God's place, God's place. Uh, and number three, uh, I'm going to fellowship with God's people. Whether thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people shall be my people. And thy people shall be my people. Boy, can't you see her heart just springing forth with faith? Uh, God blessing and God blessing and God blessing her. I'm going to follow God's path. I'm going to uh, dwell in God's place. I'm going uh, to fellowship with God's people. Number four, write it down. Uh, I'm going to live according to God's principles. God's principles. Whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge uh, thy people shall be my people, and thy God, thy God. Thy God shall be my God. Let me give you one more. One more to put underneath that. Uh, she also decided by faith that she's going to be loving on God's person. On God's person. Thy God shall be my, my God. He's going to be my God. He's going to be my king. Boy, for those that grew up in a Christian home, uh, for those of us parents that are raising kids, there comes that moment where it's not just mom and dad's God, they have to make him their God. Thy God shall be my God, my Savior, 
Why, he's my king. Uh, I'm going to live my life for him. Uh, and where uh, Elimelech, deciding by conditions, he stayed, and Naomi, deciding by convenience, she delayed. Uh, Ruth chose by conviction. She chose God, and she uh, obeyed. And we're about to get into the two parts of Ruth. Uh, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and then not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should both. By grace, through faith. Chapter 1 is Ruth's side, by faith. By faith. Uh, by faith. She makes that decision by faith. Uh, in chapter 2, 3, and 4, uh, we're going to see God's grace. By grace are you saved, through faith. Or, if this is Ruth's salvation testimony here, she becomes a believer here. Uh, the rest of Ruth is going to show us all that happened in that one decision she made. But I think our minds, thinking about it this way, Ruth, by faith here, by faith, by faith here said, Whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. My God. He's my God. Uh, in chapter 2, 3, and 4, we're going to see all of God's grace involved in how he blesses her. And you say, well, why would, why would it be split up one chapter there, three chapters here? Uh, because God is, has so much more to do with our salvation than anything that we have to do with it. Why, for us, it's simply saying yes. Uh, for us, it's simply saying, I trust him. For us, it's simply saying, hey, hey I know I'm a sinner. I, I, I know I deserve hell. I can't make it to heaven without him. For us, it's deciding I'm placing my faith in Jesus Christ. For him, God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross, shed his blood, take our sin, take our place, pay our payment by every wrong thought we ever had placed on him. Every wrong word we ever said placed on him. Every wrong path we ever walked placed on him. And I do think that's why the all-encompassing, whither thou goest, I will go, the path. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge, the place. Thy people shall be my people, that fellowship, that, that fellowship. And thy God shall be my God. I like how resolute and stubborn she was about it. No, go back to Moab, go back to Moab, go back to Moab. Three times and three times she said, no, no, I'm not going to live that old life. Uh, I'm going to live a new life, a life based on God. Uh, the question is this, not are you stubborn or not. Uh, I think we're all stubborn. Would you raise your hand if you are with me? Uh, I think we're all stubborn. Uh, okay, the, the one half of you are honest, the other half is lying. You're stubborn even about being stubborn. And uh, we're all, it's a matter of what are you stubborn about? What are you stubborn about? What are you stubborn about? Uh, well, you know, I'm feeling... Just, I don't have time for church today. I need to make sure I don't go to church today because I need to be there for work on Monday, work on Monday. Uh, uh, what are you stubborn about? Are you stubborn about worshiping God or are you stubborn about Monday through Friday? Uh, well, I woke up this morning and I uh, a little bit late and just had stuff to do and things to do. I walked past my Bible this morning and I, I just didn't uh, have time. Uh, are you stubborn about getting those things done or are you stubborn about walking with God, resolute, steadfastly minded, steadfastly minded 
Uh, Ruth was steadfastly minded by faith. Whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people, my people, and thy God shall be my God. We make our decisions, and then our decisions make us. We make our decisions, and then our decisions make us. Elimelech, Naomi, Ruth, three radically different conclusions to their story. Why? Because we make our decisions, and then our decisions make us. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.